0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir. C'est Simon. Simon means Simon in French because that's where I'm from. Remember, on this show, I've often said, don't ghost. right? Don't ghost on your partner. Don't ghost in a relationship. Don't ghost on a friend. Don't ghost in life. So I'm not going to ghost on you. And I wanted to tell you tonight, the next two weeks will be my last two weeks as a talk show host and host of The Rendezvous. Uh, it started... Fifteen years ago, by a miracle, you know, there's a line only in America. Well, you know, as a Frenchman, uh, I never thought I would have such a show syndicated in 50 cities and you support and you loyalty and the following and all of that. But it happened, mm-hmm. nights after nights after night. So I'm very, very grateful. Uh, just so you know why, uh, I've done it for 15 years. I love doing it. But I've also started to volunteer four or five years ago to become a coach to youth in detention here in the Midwest. And uh, I'm doing that more and more and more, and I'm going to be doing this uh, full-time, starting in November. So I wanted to thank you very much and let you know that really from the bottom of my heart, you know, what a privilege. And the next two weeks will be the best two weeks of the Rendezvous show ever. So stay with me. Calls are next. Bonjour, Tia. Bonjour, Simon. How can I help you tonight?
0: So, yeah, I was wondering uh, if you could help me with a situation I have, which is I keep going back to a former lover that's not necessarily good for me.
1: Okay, first of all, why do you keep going back? What is, what is so good about him?
0: I think it's just like he has a really big heart, and but a lot of other things are not in good place, and I feel like I keep going back for his heart.
1: So, let's be specific. So, it's like you go there for the ooh-la-la and then you leave? What do you mean by what is happening there that doesn't make you feel good? It's just you feel like it's just ooh and nothing else? How do you, no, how I just do you feel? feel
0: like, I feel like sometimes he talks to me and then sometimes he doesn't, you know? And sometimes, you know, he's really busy and then other times he's not. And I just feel like I'm not a priority. You know what I mean?
1: Sure. But when you see each other, do you eat ooh each time? No. No, okay. Uh, so it's more of a friend also. You said it's a lover, but it's also a friend. Yes. Okay. So, um, you know, th- there's, there's a question you've got to ask yourself, and it will come in time, is when you have enough, it's enough. I don't think yes. you reached that point yet. You know, it's comfortable. You are comfortable with this guy, uh, but it's diminishing your, your self-esteem. Uh, there's yes. no magic pill to make it back. It's you to say enough is enough. Hasta la vista, baby. And that's every friend you have will say the same thing. Oh, you should live him. I say you will live him when you're ready to live him. Yeah. You've got to respect the process of saying bye bye. And sometimes it takes a week, a day, a year, two years. But nobody can force somebody else on the way out. You've got to take your time to detach, okay?
0: Okay. Thank you so much.
1: Anytime, Tia, you have a good night. Good luck to you. Thank you. So this is a key question. I mean, why do you keep going back to somebody who doesn't satisfy you? Let's talk about that next. So why do you keep going back to somebody who doesn't satisfy you, or makes you happy, or loves you back, or just you know, loves you once in a while? Why do you keep going back? And why do we keep going back? It's not just you, it's me and everybody else. Well, I would say it's the fear of rejection. It's the fear of confronting the red flags that we've seen. Uh, who hasn't been in a situation where you're comfortable, feeling safe, but deep down, you know this is not true love. You know this is fun. Good times. Ooh-la-la, dinner, stuff like that. But like Tia said, I don't feel like a priority. Have you ever felt like that with somebody? I have. And coming up next, I'm going to tell you a personal story about what happened to me about this topic. Next. So, I don't know if you ever felt like you were attracted by somebody's rejection or somebody, but I've been in that situation more than once. And I remember that story years ago with a wonderful Swedish woman in Paris. So I was a student at law school, and she was a student at Alliance Française. So we were probably the same age. Uh, Carlotta. Anyway, so I was all infatuated with her and crazy about her. and She would only see me once in a while. We had a great times. But after a while, I realized it was just not her priority at all. It hurt my feelings. But then I said to myself, she's not forcing you to go to dinner and go back and go to movies and ooh la, la, and all that. So don't blame the other person. Just blame yourself and ask yourself, why would I want to stay with somebody who's not really into me? And that question will free you from that attraction. Worked for me. Call the next. Bonjour, Lucy.
0: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Lucy. What's up?
0: Um, so, I had a question for you. Um, hmm? I have wanted for a long time to maybe do some ooh la role playing in a sort of, you know, it's Halloween coming up and, you know, I was thinking about it again and, you know, maybe do some sort of. Uh, vampire role playing or something and I just don't know how to approach it. I've always chickened out.
1: So what do you mean you chickened out? What, what? How do you feel?
0: Like, I just, I don't know how to ask him and um, you know, I don't know how to see if he'd be into it. Like I've, I've started before, like when we were watching a movie, you know watching a vampire movie or something and sort of like playfully you know, bite his neck or something, but Past that I always chicken out about like asking for more than that.
1: Asking for more, like what do you mean?
0: Like actually getting costumes and, you know, really really going for the role play part.
1: Right. You would like that a lot.
0: Yeah, I think I would. I at least want to try it, you know?
1: Sure. So what's the fear?
0: Um, I think I'm I'm just afraid that he's just gonna laugh at it and just think it's silly.
1: Well, I can't talk for all guys, but most guys, if they're into you, they're not going to find it silly. They're not. Yeah. So you got to dare. You know, who doesn't dare doesn't live. So I'm all in favor of pushing you to dare. What's the risk? A laugh maybe? or But at the end, c'est la vie. You want to have fun? Have it. I'm against not living by fear of ridicule because, you know, I think – Life is too short to be taking it so seriously. So I'm all for it. I think you should go for it.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, enjoy. La vie est belle. You've got to enjoy. All right, Lucy? Thank you. Best of luck to you. Don't be shy. Go for it. Have a good night. All
0: right. You too.
1: So what do I mean when I said, you know, who doesn't dare doesn't live? You've you got to not be afraid of ridicule and all that. Why? Let, let, let me explain a little more in details next. So, it's interesting. My last caller, Lucy, she wanted to put some costumes on, role play with her, with her partner, and he, you know, she was afraid, maybe, his reaction. And then I said, in my own love life, I have dared more maybe than I thought I would. But there is no regrets. Here's the thing. If it doesn't hurt anybody and you make fun of yourself, what's the big risk? What I don't want you to do is be afraid of being yourself and have fun. Because, please remember that. Whether you do have fun, whether you do role-play with your costumes or not, whether you do something else or try something else, we're all not going to make it at the end. And once you realize there's an end game, a date where game over for all of us, then you take life way less seriously, and you take love, fun, dinners, food, ooh-la-la, pleasures way more seriously because you've got to love life. And I'll give you an example next. So, you know I say, who doesn't dare, doesn't live, love life, be ridicule, have fun. Because I was educated like this by my parents that having fun or making fun of your own or daring something is life. And there's something about loving life that I'd like to share. It's also part of my joie de vivre strategy, which is Joy of Life, a carpe diem. No matter how serious you work, no matter how not serious you work, no matter what you do, we all have the same ending. That's it. So, the example I have is that my father's 93 and he keeps joking around and making fun of himself getting older and older. And he has no problem making ridicule of his age. And he told me, God's willing, you'll reach the same age. Don't forget, don't become an old stiff person. Because at the very end, you realize what you knew nothing at all, but only you had to enjoy, and that's my dad' message. So I'll share it with you. Cause next. Bonjour, Chantal.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Chantal. What's going on? How can I help you tonight?
2: Um, so um, I've realized, like, whenever my partner and I like get into an argument or we're like fighting about something that um, we kind of feel differently about, uh, like, how to, like, basically, I feel like even if we're not okay, even if we get in a fight, we should still sleep, like, in the same bed, and I I don't think we should separate just because we're upset, but he thinks that it's a good idea, because it gives us, like, time to cool off, and he kind of, like, feels bad about, you know, like, being near each other when we're not okay, and
1: yeah, um, first of all, before I answer, how does that make you feel?
2: Um, I want to believe that it's more for him, but it kind of makes me feel a little bit bad.
1: <laughs> Why?
2: Because I feel like just because you're mad at somebody doesn't mean that you don't love and care about them, and it doesn't mean that you don't still want to be, like, close. And I feel like it creates this, like, this separation that's not needed. Like, I understand cooling off, like, you know, for a little bit, but I just think it's weird to literally sleep separately just because of an argument or a disagreement.
1: Okay, but um, I'm kind of on the side of of him on that side, which is uh, no pretending, no fake. You don't feel like it, don't do it. The bed is not a prison. Uh, You Mm -hmm. don't feel like sleeping with your partner a night or two, don't do it, and you'll be back happy. Uh, I really feel we have to break the symptom of the, the, the bed is the symbol of the love. It's not. It's a place to sleep. And if you're not in the mood, go sleeping on the the sofa and come back when you're in the mood because any other form is fake. You see, the thing is, Chantal, if he forced himself when he's not cooled off, when he's not happy, it's a bad vibe in the bed. And I agree Mm. with him. No pretending, no lying, no unspoken. And the bed is not a grave, it's not a tomb, and it's not a prison. It's just a piece of furniture for us to get together. And if we, not, if we don't sleep together a night or two or three, honestly, I think you both will sleep better.
2: Okay. I, I see what you're saying. I get that.
1: Flexibility. None of this matter. None. It's the honesty that matters. He feels he needs to be on his own. He doesn't want to put on you a bad vibe. I like that. That's respectful. It's not against you. Mm-hmm. It's respectful. Got
2: it. Thank you, Simon.
1: You are welcome. Thank you for calling, Chantal, and have a good night. Coming up, we're going to go help Sarah because she wants to know how to get her boyfriend to do something during the ooh-la-la next. So, Sarah left me a voicemail. Take a listen. Bonjour.
3: C'est Simon. This is Sarah. I have a question for you. I have the most wonderful Ooh, la, la person <laughs> and I want to know how to get my ooh, la, la man to nuzzle my neck I mean I absolutely love it when he he gets next to my neck his beard tickles me and when he doesn't have a beard it's still I love it so I don't know. How do I get him to to know that's a really special place for me? Um, do you have any ideas? And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, Simon. Au revoir.
1: How do you get your partner to do something special for you during the ooh-la-la? I'll tell you that next. How do you get somebody you waste to do a special thing when it comes to ulala for you? My last uh, voicemail. Sarah wants her guy. To nuzzle her neck, doing ulala la 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 la, and so, uh, well, listen. You just ask, you just show, and have no fear. I, listen, ooh-la-la is so important. No relationship can survive without good ulala. So my advice to you, Sarah, is just either talk about it or guide his beard towards your neck during the ooh with your hand. I'll let you figure that one out. Do never be afraid to ask your partner something you like. They have the right to say yes or the right to say no. C'est la vie. But how, how frustrating it would be if you never dare. So please, say what you want and enjoy. That's my answer. Call the next. Bonjour, Taylor. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour Taylor. So uh, I hear something romantic happened to you, and I don't know what it is, so so tell me, what happened?
3: It's very romantic, actually. I have been dating someone for two and a half, almost three years, and he proposed to me pretty recently, and we are yep. both in the theater, we're both um, actors, and he was doing a show at an outdoor venue, and he came off stage and met me out in like the, the gardens. And he was carrying a suitcase with him that said Harold Hill on it. And I don't know if you know musical theater, but Harold Hill is from The Music Man. And it just so happens that we had both done that show years ago, not with each other, but we had both done it. And he started to sing um, Till There Was You. And he got down on one knee and asked me if I would marry him and opened the suitcase. And inside of it, he had my engagement ring.
1: Oh, how did that make you feel?
3: Oh my gosh, the whole the whole cast was like watching and I didn't even know and taking pictures and <laughs> posting them on social media. It was crazy and fun and lovely and charming.
1: When you think back of this moment, what is the emotion that runs through you, your heart?
3: Uh overwhelming overwhelming love.
1: Okay. I like that. Because those those moments hopefully only once in a lifetime usually but it's like you don't know when it's going to happen. Uh, it's a surprising moment. Some of them are very creative, some of them not. But at the end, you keep in your heart and your soul a very unique feeling of warmth and love. And, and that's why I ask you I to make sure that's what you felt.
3: Absolutely.
1: All right. Well, listen, congratulations again for that wonderful story. Thank you for sharing. And have a good night, Taylor.
3: Thank you, Simon.
1: Coming up, the key question. Have you ever faked it during the ooh-la-la? Next. So, question for you. Have you ever faked it during the ooh-la-la? 68% of you voted, yes, I have. And 32% of you voted, no, I have not. Now, uh, I I think it's safe to say most guys would say no. Uh, And um, the 68%, I assume, I'm not sure, are my wonderful women listeners. Not sure because I don't ask any gender or anything, but I just assume. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for spending this late night with me. Uh, It means the world to me. Thank you and have a good night.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.